Hey, no competition. Hey, no competition. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the No Comp Podcast. That's the No Comp Health and Wellness and Sports Podcast. Like I said the other day, it doesn't matter which you want to go first. It doesn't matter, but you are now tuned in. And this is the host, Terrence Tennant, founder and creator of No Competitions, No Competitors, the brand and you are tuned into the podcast and we're gonna go ahead and jump straight into what we're gonna be discussing tonight which will be a few uh different topics in uh different sports not just uh look at the nfl though we will be looking at just a little quick thing about the nfl tonight it's just gonna be a little tidbit on that but outside of that we're gonna be discussing some other sports at least tonight uh i know one big thing we're going to be discussing tonight is some, you know, say just a little bit at the NBA and what it's com- what we're going to be looking like in the upcoming weeks. Uh, just so far, some reports and things that came out about what's been going on. Um, but just to start it off, I'm going to go ahead and discuss our first topic, which is the Olympics that was supposed to start off this year. Um, it did get postponed due to the crisis that's going on. So we do got to reschedule the Olympic Games. And they were, a report did come out recently stating that they had been rescheduled for next year, um, July 23rd, 2021. Uh, still in the same place in Tokyo. So uh, nothing changed except the time. Uh, due to the crisis that's going on, like I was saying, that was the reason for the change. Um, I know um, as soon as the NBA had announced it was canceling its season, that's uh, around the same time that a lot of the Olympic teams was uh, discussing holding off their people from practicing and stuff like that. And they were going ahead and started looking into considerations of rescheduling the Olympics for next year already. So we had already had a glimpse of that being rescheduled for next year. So uh, that wasn't a big surprise, but they did announce it. So I wanted to go ahead and give it to you guys. If some people didn't already know, uh, maybe somebody wasn't even thinking about it, but I did want to go ahead and mention it. Like I say, we're going to be talking about everything. Not just this, not just that. I'm going to make sure I discuss everything uh, once we get a little bit more details on that. So far as pretty much when it get closer to that, we'll be going in detail about that. But, you know, we'll discuss it a little bit. Um, but we'll go ahead and move on to the next thing. Uh, just wanted to give a quick insight on what the Olympics was looking like. But our next subject we will be discussing today is the NBA um recently they had some more news came out about just about what it's looking like so far as what we're going to be doing when the pickup comes back along um a lot of good news been coming out the NBA lately just so far as uh I know a lot of players have been getting clear recently so far as the two main people that had got uh were pretty much the poster childs of the coronavirus in the NBA. Um, Gobert and Mitchell, uh, they had they were cleared of it uh, recently, so that's a good thing going so far, and uh, that's a good sign for the NBA so far. I know that the Lakers they had had a report that the Lakers were clear 
Uh, so just a lot more people getting clear in the NBA. Uh, hopefully a lot more people outside the NBA that's dealing with this uh, illness could have that same result. But so far as the NBA, uh, that was some great news. So looking like um, if we can get this thing handled and get a safe way for them to consider how everything can go and probably they'll probably have uh, frequent tests most likely for the players the closer the games are. Also, I heard some news about that the NBA may possibly be just considering without the fans already. We already know that just so because of the risk would still be out there. Um, they are considering having it having the playoffs in one place uh, and just doing going straight to the playoffs. I know a lot of players had some issues with this. Uh, one of the bigger names having an issue with that was LeBron James. Uh, you know, a lot of times LeBron has an issue with something. It seems a lot of people follow suit, but you know that's a when you when you're a big name like that, you know that it happens at times. So you have a lot of followers, but uh, he was one of the bigger names that disagreed with uh, the NBA jumping straight into the playoffs. But um, uh, I'm sure. On the LeBron's offense, defense, you know, he has a lot of reasons to why it would be issued doing those things. And he did state those reasons. And when he did uh, mention that he disagreed with that. Uh, but I just think, in my opinion, I believe that I'm sure that with their, whichever time period they're given, that um, it'll be a good time period for those guys to be able to uh get their bodies back in shape and, you know, get, get their feet back wet so far as being back on the court and getting the team chemistry and everything together. I think they'll still have enough time to get all that together before they do have to actually start everything up. So, because, you know, I'm pretty, because the NBA at the time will still have to consider where they want to do everything and um, they know it won't be any fans there, but still, you know, uh, the setup going into that is still, still would be a lot. So, uh, I'm pretty sure they have some good time to take care of that. But also, we're going to look at what the East and the West Conference would be looking like if they did consider to go ahead and jump into the playoffs. Uh, on the East, and number one, you would have the Bucks, two Raptors, three Celtics, four Heat, five Pacers, six 76ers, seven the Nets, and eight the match and on the west you have one lakers two clippers three nuggets four jazz five thunder six rockets seven mavericks eight grizzlies and of course we all know how the matchups go when it comes to these things, I mean, but, you know, for the listeners that may not know how these things go, you know, just in case we got some ladies listening, shout out to my ladies, you know, I'm trying to cover the ladies, loot too, so, uh, but just so far as the ones that may, maybe somebody may not know what's going on, but just in case we're going to go ahead and explain how it goes, uh, in the playoffs, you usually have uh, the matchups goes as the best usually playing the worst, so. Uh, it's usually a good chance for the number ones and twos and threes to uh, do good. But uh, 
one uh Bucks will be playing Magic's uh Raptors will be playing the Nets, the Sixers and Celtics which would be a great series. First at least a great first series for everybody, I believe. So that would be a good one if the Sixers could uh have all their players back. I know before the uh, crisis had started two of their main players was out. So hopefully those in the time of the uh crisis going on they had a chance to get those injuries together and get their bodies together. So this was probably a a good chance, a good break for certain teams, you know, who players were dealing with knick knacks on a day to day had trying to deal with playing on a nightly basis and playing through injuries. So this was a good time for those players to uh get some training in and, you know, get those muscles and get those injuries 100% or at least close as they can get it up to a playoff time so they could look 100%. That's a plus right there for um, going straight into the playoffs for for some people. Uh, but Pacers will be playing the Heat. Uh, on the West Coast, you have the Lakers and the Grizzlies, Clippers and the Mavericks, Nuggets and Rockets, uh, Jazz and the Thunder. Uh, the only issue I would say so far as jumping in straight into the playoffs would so far as a fan aspect would be for certain teams that wouldn't be making it into the playoffs in that eighth spot that may still have a chance with a few games left over. So that would suck for them, I would say. But then again, you know, due to the crisis and being a circumstance we can't really control, uh, you know. It, I mean, it does suck for those guys, but you know, after that, after a lot of times after All Star break, you want to make sure you're on your way of uh, putting some wins together because you know that run is coming so far as that playoff run. Uh, but just to go ahead and mention the teams that were still hopeful for that eighth spot, uh, if we would have had played out those last few games, would be uh, on the East, you got the Wizards uh, and the Hornets. Uh, and on the West Coast, you got the Blazers and the Pelicans. Uh, and the Pelicans were starting to look a, a little bit better. You know, Zion was back, uh, started to look a little bit better. So, uh, still was under minutes restriction. This, see, this also helps him. Also, speaking to one of those players that dealing with the injuries and dealing with time management. So, uh, it may be some good time for Zion to get those knees together so not too bad for those guys but uh, I do believe a playoff pitcher would be the best bet so far as the NBA starting back up just because of the time frame you know you got the NFL and NFL plans on having everything at a steady pace and on a pace of just like any normal day, so they're not changing up nothing. So uh, they plan to be at a regular schedule. So uh, with that time frame, I would say the playoffs will be the best thing to go ahead and do. You know, so that's what it's looking like for the NBA. Uh, but speaking on the NFL, that would be the next thing we go ahead and speak about. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and move on uh, because I just want to go ahead and give a glimpse of what the playoff picture was going to be looking like for the NBA. We ain't got really much uh, more information on on that. Like I said, um, I try to give you guys as much information as I get uh, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, 
if I can do the podcast on a day to day, if we was having that much information, uh, I probably would try to not day to day, but uh, more frequently through throughout the week. So, uh, but at the moment, just because of the crisis, we had pretty much a standstill with sports. Uh, but as much as I can get, I'm going to make sure I put out. Uh, but on to the next subject, which is the NFL. Uh, I'm not talking much about the NFL today because I, more of my podcasts I do during the week will still be discussing free agency and also what I will be discussing in the next few minutes. But it'll just be a quick little segment about the NFL. Uh, I'm just going to go over the NFL. We're still talking about free agency, but we're going to be focused more on three players in free agency. And at the moment, most likely the top three players in the in free agency at the moment. Uh, two of them being quarterbacks and the third one being a defensive end. But I want to mention that all three players were first-round draft picks. And that's the crazy part about that. All three first-round draft picks, all three star players in college had significant moments in college that that you knew that they was going to be first-round draft picks. That's the crazy thing about this. These are all three are players that had that moment in college that you knew they was going to be number one or that you knew that they was a star player, that they should have been in the NFL. And now we're here sitting at this moment, and they're still in their young lives, speaking about them, looking for a job, waiting on a job. Now, after two weeks into free agency, waiting on a job, at number one, I'm speaking about Cam Newton. Uh, I did do a segment on Cam not too long ago, uh, just talking about Cam. But right now, I'm just going in depth about uh Cam so far as being a top free agent still out there even though a lot of teams in the NFL got some terrible quarterbacks starting right now I would like to mention that I'm going to mention that also the Chargers are out here with Tyrod Taylor as a starting quarterback you know I'm a Virginia Tech Hokies fan so shout out to my Hokies and shout out to T-Rod you know I believe Tyrod can be a starting quarterback just like you know uh, Cam or just like Jameis or just like uh, Teddy Bridgewater if he placed in, this, in a good situation. I think the Browns maybe he could have been in a good situation but they had drafted a quarterback so can't be losing and not putting your drafted quarterback in, in the game so I understand that situation uh, but it was an awkward situation to be in for him but being with the Chargers Still, the Chargers needing a quarterback. Uh, it's crazy that they haven't at least shown any interest in Cam uh, nor Jameis. Uh, and that's the crazy part. Cam only being 31. But uh, on the team, at the team's defense, I would like to point out, like I did mention in the segment I did about Cam, that in the past two seasons we haven't really seen the actual Cam and what are we getting with the cam we're going to see uh if if we do offer him anything uh and that's the crazy thing um cam only 31 but 2018 dealt with a shoulder injury most of the season didn't look like itself throwing down the field 
2019, only played two games, dealing with the foot injury. Up to this day, I believe his biggest issue is health. So, and a lot of people deciding if he will be healthy going into the next season. Uh, a lot of, I know, like I mentioned the other day, they still iffy about Cam's foot. You know, that he's got some videos on his social media um, showing him working out and doing this and doing that. And it some, had some reports come out from his camp saying that he had a doctor while he was down at home down in Georgia to check him out and a personal doctor. And a lot of times they just don't fly with the teams because they want their person looking at you and checking you out and stuff like that. I mean, it's, that's just how they are because they got a doctor and they paying somebody to be there and to make decisions for them so far as medically. So they want their people looking at you to make sure it can be an official go and they want to see you working out and stuff like that. So the biggest thing for Cam right now is health. Uh, and I think that's the reason why he's still out there. And that's my opinion on that. On Jameis, who is only 26 at the moment. Uh, Jameis, Jameis, uh, I would like to say gameplay may be the biggest issue for Jameis. His decision with the ball is the biggest decision, is the biggest thing I would say would be the issues for teams right now. Uh, 30 turnovers last year, the most in the NFL. Uh, it seemed like no matter what, no matter how Jameis was trying to get the ball to defense, he was going to do it. Whether it be an interception or it be a fumble, he was going to find a way to get that defense the ball. And and that's the crazy thing about it. Uh, Tom Brady's going to be in that new system uh, trying to throw that ball down the field. I don't think Tom's going to throw it at least 30 to 40 times a game like Jameis was doing it. Uh, but Jameis, if he can be a better decision maker, then I believe he can he can be a great quarterback. Uh, but then again, if he can if he can get rid of all these turnovers, because it, it's not like uh, last year was the only year Jameis have had issues with turnovers. Uh, ever since he's been in the league, it's been an issue with turnovers. And that's the biggest thing, I think, why he's been still sitting out here. Um, still got a big arm, still young, still can move around in the court in the pocket. And that's what all the teams are looking for in quarterbacks right now. So, I mean, he could do all the above. So, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody can, can consider him as a second, you know. Just give him somewhere, learn a system, see how it goes from there. Maybe he, somebody that could you know, do better after taking some time and learning some stuff because, you know, he was pretty much thrown out there to be Tampa Bay's uh, team that was already struggling at the time, had them been through a few uh, quarterbacks. He had, you know, just been counted as another, been thrown into the fire to have hopes of making, bringing a team that was struggling up out of some bad depths. So, you know, uh, maybe him getting a year off, uh, not actually having a year off from football, but just taking that year to where he's uh, learning in someone else's system and maybe just backing up uh, an elderly quarterback who knows a little something who can help him learn something. But uh, his gameplay is definitely a big reason why I feel, in my opinion, that he's still out there and 
like I was saying, it just it's just crazy because he was him and Cam both won championships in college. So, uh, and they they were both the starting quarterbacks, you know. And it, and it's crazy they were both amazing when they won those championships. And their seasons they played up up till those championships were amazing. So, and it's just crazy to see him at this level. And you know, like we always say, college and NFL is completely different, and and you see the difference a lot of times. But in one case, it's, it's the wear of injuries. The net, the other case is gameplay so far. Uh, and our third person we'll be discussing is on the defensive side. And that is Jadavion Clowney. Uh, only 27. Uh, a lot of people... In the NFL, you know, feel that his production is the biggest issue. They say the talent is there. They all know the talent is there. Of course, the talent there, the size there. He does be having uh, little knick-knack injuries here and there. But when it comes to just wrecking it, he is 100% capable. Like, you know it. You can see it. You know that any time he can just dominate a game. We've seen it happen multiple times last year. With with Seattle, uh, but the crazy thing is about it, you know it can be done, and you know he can do it, but it's just like at times, it's just he don't want to, and that's the crazy thing. It's like uh, that's what it seems like. It seems like he takes a lot of plays off, and that's the biggest issue for people. It's just like he he wants to take that break, uh, or he doesn't want to give it this play or that play, uh, and. That's the biggest thing a lot of people uh, have an issue with. So, because we all know so far as talent-wise, he could do it. And he's had, he has that motor. He got it. It's just, for some odd reason, you know, a lot of people. And then, it, it, that's players like that, you know. And not to say he's the only person that does that and not try to point it out and make it seem like, you know, that's just his uh, issue he's dealing with. You know, that's, that's that's a lot of players do it where they like to take plays off or, you know, a lot of people, you know, they have that saying. People like to say, I like to give 110% or they try to do 110% every play. Uh, and you have, and it's true, you do have people that try to give that effort every play or you do have people that uh, at least, if they can't give that full effort, they find a way to get their job done. So, you know, if your power can't do it, you let technique do it. You know, if if technique can't do it, you let the speed do it. You just find your way, you find your way to get to get the job done. So and I think that's just the case for him. So uh I believe that he will find a team, uh, but most likely at a reduced contract, I don't think. Somebody's going to be trying to uh, pretty much try to keep him in that range of what the top defensive ends are making right now. So I believe it'll be be at a reduced uh, amount. But I do think he'll get that uh, contract for at least a few years. But I think they'll be wanting to see uh, what, the, what the effort looking like or, or, you know, what, where his mind's at so far as giving that effort and what he plans to put out on a week-to-week basis because I think that's all they really just waiting on. So far as talent and physique, he, he got it. You know, 
So uh, and we all know he can he can make those those big time plays and change up a whole game just off we seen him do it before. So and it's just teams just waiting on that to be something they can count on on the on the week to week basis. So that's the only reason. But I did want to speak on those three just off the fact that all three were standout athletes during their college careers, and all three were first round draft picks, and. I just wanted to speak on those three so far as NFL free agency. And that's all we was really going to speak on so far as the NFL, just to get into that a little bit. Um, like I said, we are going to speak a little bit more on it on some of the next episodes I talked about during the week, just so far as free agency. Uh, a little bit more since it's still going on. We got till July, till the end of that. So, you know, just give a little bit more on that but our next subject is a subject that I hold dear to me my heart just because you know it's dealing with people that aren't being funded uh millions and millions of dollars that uh, that do play the sport that they love and put it out on the line for their school and off the off just the love for their sport and it is college sports. Um, and if anybody's been following college sports, they know that yesterday the NCAA made a decision so far as the sports and people within the sports uh, that are dealing with the crisis so far as spring sports and the eligibility for those athletes. And the NCAA did rule to give those athletes in spring sports so far as like baseball, softball, track and field and something. So the sports that are affected by the crisis at the moment, hopefully football won't be affected because that'll be a whole nother monster for the NCAA so far as this issue. But at the moment, they uh, did take some time to make this decision, but the decision was made on Monday about the eligibility and they did uh, offer the the folks that missed out on their spring sports the opportunity to play those spring sports once again in the 2021 20, uh, year. Uh, but there are a lot of pros and cons to this decision. Uh, I know from the outside looking in, some people would be like, well, yeah, that's a good decision. And it was a great decision and a great opportunity for the student athletes that did miss out on the sports this year, maybe seniors or somebody like that. Uh, but the catch to that situation was that um, for those athletes, maybe so like seniors or somebody, unless they are graduating within next year, this year, uh, participating in those sports, they had mentioned that um, unless, you know, they were still enrolled in the school and still on scholarship within their uh, educational bounds, then they could still receive a full scholarship. But students outside of that uh, situation would have to return to the school and play their sports at a reduced scholarship maybe not a scholarship at all. Um, it's pretty, it'd have to pretty much depend on the school and how the school would like to 
way that um the student athlete but i don't think a lot of times you should leave it up to the school because a lot of times the school um aren't the best aren't the best uh you know a lot of people at school aren't the best people to be making the decision so much uh for student athletes financial futures because a lot of times they're going to be looking to see what's better so far as the school budget in my opinion and that's not going to be good for the student athlete but they were offered that extra year of eligibility but that's going to be a problem for those in that situation um so far as what they will do so far as financially if they do decide to come back and they aren't in that school anymore if they graduated it, it'll be great because you know you get you you graduate you got your diploma uh your degree i meant you get your degree and you got the opportunity to just focus on that sport if you wanted to and just play that sport but the case being if that's the case uh financially how are you going to pay for that because you know a lot of people aren't uh in situations where they can just pay out of pocket for things like that because you know uh it's the whole reason they have work study and stuff like that at schools because you know people some people a lot of people got to work uh during school times you know to take care of themselves financially and that would lead in the extra year was great but it, it's leaving just that small problem so far as people that's missing out on the opportunity to play again. So that is the issue they the only issue they face with that. Um and also financially when speaking on kids having to deal with certain things, uh something else I wanna speak on in the CAA that I found uh, disturbing uh was that a group of student athletes uh, from different conferences. I had posted about it, this on my Instagram, um, on my No Comp Instagram. If you don't follow it already, it's No Comp on Instagram. You can find it, No Competition, No Competitors uh, on Instagram. You can find it. I had posted uh, about this Yahoo. I read about this uh, this earlier yesterday. Yahoo Sports had a a postage about it. Um, well just before they was making a decision about the eligibility a group of students uh, called the Student Athlete Advisory Committee uh, had got together and within the Student Athletic Advisory Committee are uh, up to like five conferences and the crazy thing it's like the biggest conferences in the NCAA and, and within this conference you got like the ACC just, just a few of the schools within that advisory committee, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC. Those are the, the schools that make up the uh, Student Athlete Advisory Committee. And these students are asking the NCAA for their support for uh, housing and food. And that's the crazy thing. And I felt like, like I was stating on my Instagram, that's crazy. Uh, although the NCAA should help out with this uh, financially, and this should never be a, a situation that these students should even be in. But I felt that the school should be responsible for this also. 
Now, I know a lot of people might be saying, you know, that's crazy. They should be at home anyway, especially dealing with the crisis. But then, like I was just saying, financially, you got a lot of students that, you know, may be from overseas at these universities that they can't go home, you know, because transportation to go overseas in and out the country were canceled. Uh, you got students that's halfway across the ca the nation, you know, they can't afford to just go back and forth or, go, or just up and leave and go here, go there, you know, and leave these universities when needed. So they're on campus, on campus, and you know they they should be taken care of. And I believe that's the school's majority responsibility. But then again, it is responsibility of the NCAA also if some of these student athletes are uh, asking for this aid, and I believe they should have already had a plan for this just so, you know, they had a plan already so far as eligibility, this should have been in consideration also. And I hate that it came to uh, this committee having to put something together so far as to bring this to their attention. And they was hoping that a decision would be made for it when they made the decision on eligibility. But uh, we still haven't got any word so far of what's going on with that. I do believe the NCAA will look into it and give a decision about this, and we'll try to eradicate this situation so far as helping these student-athletes out. But then again, I, I, I just had an issue with this even being an issue, and this issue had to be addressed at all uh, because I felt like the school should be taking care of that. And... And so far, it's just like majority of that, the, uh, because they know that they have students that, that can't, you know, so far as go places like this and, and just up and leave and can't just, and, and can't financially just not be working. Because <laughs> a lot of people work around towns and stuff like that, too. So if, if places get shut down and I'm stuck on campus and or I'm stuck in an apartment that I'm paying for near the school and stuff like that. Uh, I should be secure, especially being um, a student, a student athlete, being a part of a, a school and representing the school as an athlete. You, sh you that should be taken care of. So that should never be a, a issue. It's uh, not, and not just only student athletes. If that's an issue for regular students, the school should be taking care of that. Uh, and that was a big issue I wanted to go ahead and address. But that was the sports segment so far for tonight. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the health wellness and health wellness tonight. We want to go ahead and continue to let everybody know to continue to protect themselves during this crisis uh, with this coronavirus. Uh, and like I was saying, the best advice I had received about this is to treat it as if you already had it. And by saying that, I mean just continue to take all precautions so far as protecting yourself during this crisis, like washing your hands. If you're somebody who likes to go places a lot, uh, I would say make sure you're washing and sanitizing your hands frequently uh, throughout the day. Like I say, I see a lot of people with the mask and stuff like that. You know, I don't plan to do that uh, because I did read a lot of information just so far as about sneezing, sneezes and coughs and stuff like that and how long particles stay in the air and all like that. But I'm not going to be one of the people wearing the mask. If you feel that that's how you want to be safe, then that's your prerogative. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's just something I'm not going to do. But whatever you feel you need to do to stay safe, I do not have a problem with that. But I encourage everyone to continue to stay safe. Uh, and like I was saying once before in another segment I was having about this issue, I don't want to be the one spreading no fear about it. So, you know, I feel that it's just something else we're going to all just get through and get back to our normal lives. So at the moment, you know, just take your precautions and do what's needed and keep yourself safe. I'm going to continue to give out information on ways you can continue to boost your immune systems and get your body healthy so that way you can fight off anything that, that tries to get you. So uh, outside of the crisis and precautions to that, and like I was saying, any information on the current crisis you can find on cdc.gov and i repeat that cdc.gov not dot com uh i suggest that any information like i say you want to get on this crisis you go there because they they update it every day and that's where i like to get my information from uh on this current situation but one of the best things you can do so far as the series I got going is protecting your body and your immune. Uh, one of the easiest and inexpensive ways you can do it, uh, you can start a daily routine with this is water with lemon. Uh, if you don't like the idea of putting a lemon in your uh, in your water, something like that, just off, you know, saying what's going on and stuff like that, you can do lemon juice. Uh, I know a lot of times the taste is weird and stuff like that, or you might not like it at first, but, you know, it's something that'll grow on you the more you try it. But I encourage a lot of people to try it because it has many, many benefits. You know, uh, it's a good liver detox, uh, just so if it's something you decide you want to start drinking on a daily basis because lemon can help remove toxins over the time that accumulate in your liver. So it's a good liver detox for uh you know, people that like to, that may like to drink or stuff like that on the weekends. You know, I know people like to live their life. So, you know, uh, that's just one good thing about it. It's a great immune booster. So, you know, if you're somebody who deals with uh, head colds a lot or something like that, I would suggest try to drink it on a daily basis because it's a great immune booster. Uh, I know a lot of times it helps me with not catching certain colds or getting certain sicknesses so it's that's a, that's a great thing about it so i would suggest that uh the vitamin d alone that you receive from it is great for your body uh, on on a just a great benefit for your body every day um it's a great dietary drink uh just so far somebody who wants to you know help out with uh, weight loss. Uh, it's like I say, it's a drink that you had to get used to because of the taste, but it has so so many benefits that uh, I know a lot of people in the long run will enjoy it. So I encourage a lot of people to go out and try it because of the benefits, and it has so many. And also, it's a great great immune booster and inexpensive one in this time that you really need. Uh, your immune to be doing its thing, so you need that immune on 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 ten thousand to be to be 
kicking everything up out your system. So, and that's one of the best and easiest ways to uh, get it up there. So I would suggest that any more information on any other uh, different water so far as with vegetables, not vegetables, but uh, fruits in your water so far, uh, the different benefits they have, you can find on healthline.com. I repeat, that's healthline.com. I like to go there because it has different options with the detox waters and it has all the benefits uh, of the detox waters. It's just a lot of information they give you on there in a lot of ways. So I do enjoy healthline.com. But um, a lot of other places you can find the information I use, uh, ESPN.com, PFF.com, YahooSports.com, just on a lot of information I use tonight. Uh, Those were just some of the sources, just in case you guys want to look it up and read it. Uh, Yahoo Sports for the college. uh, And I know, just so, you know, if anybody can't find I know Yahoo Sports does a great job so far as with college sports and a lot of insights on college sports. Uh, But those are just some of the websites I use for the, for, you know, references in case somebody want to check them out. But, you know, I want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this No Competition and No Competitors movement. We are trying to bring some big things to the world, reach everyone we can with this health and wellness segment. The world has already woke up to a better eating habits. We just here to help keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent. Also, you know, we're trying to take over with the sports podcast. So, you know, tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. You know how word of mouth travel. We try to make this no comp number one on Podomatic and sports. Uh, number one in po- on Podomatic and podcast. So, you know, tell somebody to tell somebody. That's all we're saying. And we're going to keep this no comp movement going. You know, we got... A lot of stuff coming. This brand is, we try to make this a big brand. We're trying to take over the world, baby. We're trying to take over the world. You know, we got clothes. We got uh, workout plans. Uh, a lot of stuff we try to bring to the community. So, you know, just trying to take over a lot of things with this no comp. So, I want to thank you for listening. Tune in to the next episode coming soon. We'll be talking about a little bit more sports. Uh, thank you. And I love you for listening. Appreciate you.